guys. Welcome to the Divine Afro. It is your girl, the Afro Goddess. And on this episode, I snapped. Why's <laughs> God call a spade a spade? I fucking snapped, you guys. I snapped on the person who needed to be snapped on. And it was a 31 year in the making snapping. But I did it. I said my piece. I said it as respectfully and concise and um, as calm as I possibly could, right? And I finally just got to the point where I had to question, I really had to question myself and I was on the phone with this person and as we get into the episode, you'll know who I'm talking about. But I was on the phone with this person and I finally was like, you know what? I cannot take this. I can't hear this shit anymore. I can't hear the victim stuff. I cannot do it. If I don't speak my truth now, I'm going to keep myself in the cycle and I'm not about to do that because I have some, I've been prepping, I've been doing my work and I have some amazing things coming to me, but I have to be able to release this person. I have to be able to release this trauma. I have to be able to release the fuckery that I've been holding on to for a long time. That's been inhibiting me from moving forward. And so I snapped. I finally was like, you know what? If I want everyone else to come correct, this person has to come correct too. And I was so desperate for the love and affection of my family that I um, almost let the lines get blurred again. And I finally was like, you know what? All of these things kept happening. This victim card kept getting played without accountability. And I wasn't about to keep space for that person and my energy when if I have to be accountable for my own shit and my spirit team is keeping me accountable, right? Then I got to hold you accountable as my biological mother. <laughs> Gave it away. So I finally snapped and I hope that this episode conveys why I was so upset and um, the amount of time that's gone by. I waited 31 years to finally say my piece and I didn't even want I didn't want it to be like a cussing out type situation because that wouldn't have been received in the way that I wanted it to be, right? But I had to say it and present it in a way that she was going to hear it, right? So I put Ariel aside put the Afro goddess aside and I allowed my higher self to step in and cuss her out. (laughs) So not a lot of people get access to my higher self. And so my higher self came through and she was like, listen up, bitch. This is how it's about to be. These are the things that have to be done. This is what I expect. If you can't do these things, then you're on your own, girl. Right. But I had to, I had to put my, my human aside and allow my higher spirit to come up and be like, you know what? Mm Mm-mm. We're going to protect ourselves. That was my spirit team immediately stepping in. In fact, I don't even remember half the stuff I said to her. I just remember essentially letting Ariel kind of sit down and breathe for a second and not fight my battles. And my higher self was like, bitch, I got this. We got this girl. Like, you've done your work. Let us go to bat for you. So I said my piece, right? She sat there and she listened to it. And then she responded like a little kid. I was like, okay, I still love you now. She's like, "Mm mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you could tell she was pissed and she didn't want to hear that. She wanted someone to coddle her. But I'm not the person that's going to... I don't... I'm not a coddler. I'm a listener and I'm a problem solver, but I'm sure shit not a coddler. So I just wanted to record this and I had struggled... And I, that was actually my motivation because I went on Snapchat and I was trying to record this whole episode and on Snapchat and put it out there and things and stuff. And I was like, this is just not coming out. And I don't have enough time to record this. So I was like, fuck it. Let me just go to the podcast and record it. So that's how this episode came to be. And I struggled for a long time because I even went up to my sister because I'm like, I don't even know how to outline a podcast. Like I want someone to interview me. I need these things because my story needs to be told. I, I see it being told in this specific way. And the reality is I just didn't have all of the content that I needed and the motivation and the you know fire from within lit yet to really have something to say until I had this fucked up conversation with my biological mother. And I probably was a little harsh, right? But I just had to sit there and taken all this shit my entire life and I wasn't about to sit there and allow this to continue to happen to me. I had to really stand up and stand into my power and be like, no, these are my firm boundaries. I'm not about to do this whole thing again because I've done this for too many people and no one's checking for me like that. I'm not going to be emotionally dumped on. Like, you got to find healthy ways to handle it. I'm going through the same shit that you are and I'm handling it this way. And I've been and guided to handle it this way by our mutual person that has transitioned to the spiritual realm many, many, many years ago, right? 
my mother was is so overcome with grief that she's not even allowing her heart space to be open, which is why she can't hear or see my brother around her anymore because she's so closed off. She's so overcome with grief from 12 years ago. Now, I'm not saying get over it by any means at all, but I am saying that if you're a witch, right, you have the spiritual powers are passed on to me, right? Light the motherfucking candle, bitch. Light the candle. You know what I'm saying? When that's what I was guided to do by my brother, your son, and because I kept my heart space open and you did the opposite. See, she had grieved the same way that she's grieving for him, for me, for 16 years until my siblings reached out because they couldn't take it anymore. They're like, we need, you, we need you to connect with mom. She's doing this, this, and this. She's in this trauma state. Whoopty, whoopty, woo. I was like, okay, you know, okay. Like, I can, I can get with that because I was, you know, going through the phase when I needed, my, I needed to know these people too. And so she put her, she keeps herself in these cycles because she, it's, it feels good for her to identify with pain. She can't identify with pleasure. She's refusing to allow herself to identify with pleasure. And I had taken that on for many years. And in fact, upon talking to her, because I had COVID a couple weeks ago, so I was able to talk to, with her and get to know her really well. I realized that a lot of the things that I, the steps that I'm taking thus far in my life, she took similar steps. So now I'm like, oh, fuck no, I can't. <laughs> going on the same path as her. I'm my own person. I have to, every, all this fuckery ends with me, you know? So I decided to speak my truth and to end the cycle and move the fuck on. So I did. And I decided to record this as an episode. So here is my story. Um, I hope you guys like it. Um, I don't give a fuck what you guys think because this is my personal truth anyways, but I know people will identify with this because that's one of the reasons why I incarnated into this family. And so I think I go through that in this episode. Uh, I recorded it kind of in blips in between clients and stuff. And so I was just, you know, I was trying to just get it out. And I did. So sit back, relax, grab your tea, grab your wine, grab your bowl, grab your blanket, grab whatever the fuck you want to get comfortable. We about to get into some shit. Okay. Okay. We'll be right back. So, you guys, I may or may not have done something kind of mean. Actually, it really isn't that mean. It's more of a um, bitch get it together type vibe, right? That's what it's giving. And (laughs) thinking about it, so this happened yesterday. Thinking about it today and through last night, I finally caught my vibe in the evening. So I was like, let me just finish painting, process what the day was, and move forward. So, August 21st. 2010 my younger brother was killed i had only known him for a year before he had been killed this person has a padlock as a trunk lock that's weird anyways so obviously it's been you know a decade plus since his passing and we are now learning how not learning we're processing right 12 years later everything still right now me spiritually i have been building a relationship with him and i have a better relationship with him now in the spiritual than i probably could have ever had in the physical because there's gonna be people that blocked that relationship because here comes the story now so i was adopted when i was two days old right my biological mother is white i have a younger half brother and an older half sister both of them are white i was the only one given up for adoption right the black child given away to white people which obviously makes me feel some type of way i didn't have any information about my family my mother's side or my father's side and even still to this day i don't even know who my biological father is so i already had this like uh complex i guess right like i had this no one wants me i'm fucking ugly i'm stupid i'm this i'm that because i was i had i had a comp i didn't everything that was different about me was never spoken about never sat down and had a conversation about hey this is the situation you know i would just even my friends can say the same thing like no it was never spoken your adoption was never spoken about it was just like this unspoken everyone knows type thing obviously because i'm the only black child in an all-white family so that like makes it very obvious so years fast forward years later right i was like between 14 and 16 years old when my biological half-sister reached out 
through the adoption agency to make a connection for my biological mother. And the reason why they did this is because my biological mother has this tendency of hanging on memories, right? Good, bad, or otherwise. And so this was a ta- this was a tactic for them to be like, maybe I'll get my mom back. Maybe this will stop the crime. Maybe this will stop her alcohol use and her, you know, her painkiller stuff and all the numbing that she's doing of her emotions, right? Not facing the consequences of her actions, right? She's, she's numbing it instead. And so this was like a last stitch effort to get this shit together. Obviously, it didn't, I won't say that it worked, but I won't say that it didn't work, I guess, if that makes any sense. So, <clears throat> we started building a relationship. My older, my younger brother moved up to Mitchell, South Dakota, where um, his biological father and grandparents and everyone lived. And that's where he passed away. Um, he was killed, like I said. I'm not going to go into that detail because I don't need to be divulging that type of shit out there. So, moral of the story, he was killed. And that is when the first time I ever had an encounter with my biological... I met them for the first time at my half-brother's funeral. And so we had... It was already traumatic. She was already going through all this stuff mentally, like, processing all this shit. Could Could hardly keep herself up. And I was snotting all over the place and ugly crying. And it was a whole fucking thing. And, um... We went out for lunch, and I don't even remember what I ate. I think I had, like, a French dip or something like that, or, like, a Reuben or a patty. I think it was a patty melt. There we go. I knew I was It was, like, a sandwich. That's what my brother keeps showing me. It was a sandwich that had um, meat on the inside. It wasn't, like, a normal deli sandwich. It was, like, a, like I said, it was, like, a patty melt with the sautéed onions and the ketchup and shit. And, yep, that's exactly what that was because I can taste it right now as I'm telling the story. Dude, that's so crazy for me to, like, think about, like, Spiritually speaking, I have done so much work to be able to have access to my memories like this that being able to speak about all these memories and shit, like, is still a little trippy to me because, let me just finish the story, but it's just, it's trippy. I just wanted to share that, but, so I met him at the funeral and then they went, you know, back to Virginia, way until the ethers and it was like a year or two before we finally reconnected again and had a conversation because of the trauma obviously and so now every year we go through these blips of conversations let me just check the mail here So, we had not really communicated very much in the time of our original connection. Just, we were all processing things. My brother had passed away, so we were still processing all of that. And I don't know what it was that made us connect. Again, later on, I think it was just the timing. And my brother had reached out to me spiritually and... You know, I was trying to make all these connections and shit. And then I started just, I, I grew, I know I grew spiritually, but oops, got my shoes right there. So I had known that I had grown spiritually, but I can't necessarily speak for anyone else. However, um, it just felt like, okay, now let me just get my shit together and try to build this relationship with my biological family. So I did the thing, got to know everybody. And, you know, every year we, we attempted to connect and then just kind of fell apart. Again, due to the trauma of my brother passing and all the things and stuff. So I had only known him for a year by the time that this passing had happened, right before he passed away. Um, I'd only known him for that long. 385 degrees, what a random temperature. I got a cauliflower crust pizza. And it's quite delicious. Anyways. So. It's crazy how many memories I have to go back and recall in order for me to like tell the true story of what was going on. Which 
to me is kind of triggering because I'm processing all of this stuff in real time with everybody listening to it at the same time. Like, and by me telling my story, like, I just don't like telling my shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a private person. I like my shit to remain private. And apparently for my transmission, I have to tell my family's fucking business, I guess. Anyways, so. Pizza's in the oven. Get my juices out. Put them in the fridge. One second, guys. Sorry. On my lunch break at home, so I gotta gotta multitask, you know. Anyway, so I decided that you know what? Let me just try to build a relationship, be the bigger person. And so I started contacting and reaching out. I had a few spiritual readings. Um, with people that would give me information and, you know, just kind of help me, just kind of help me through all the things and processing and getting some more answers and confirming and all that, all that good stuff, right? So, fast forward to me cussing out my biological mother. (laughs) I had kept all this shit in because I had this complex for many, like, for my, for a long time until I finally was like, you know what? Let me go on the spiritual journey. Let me heal myself. Let me go into my records. Let me have access to my shit that I need in order for me to heal and transmute this energy. Because if I don't do it, no one else is going to do it for me. So, and I was noticing that it was affecting my relationships with people because I did have this complex and I hadn't done the spiritual work to release that karmic cycle, that family karmic cycle that um, I've been doing recently. And so... I broke up with my now ex, moved out, quit going to therapy because she wasn't helping me do any inner child work. Like it was just one of those good temporary, this is gonna help literally like you create positive coping skills, right? So I did that and went and and was really just being accountable and I had to be really diligent with the spiritual work that I was doing because um, in order for me to transcend and release this fucking pain, I really had to go in and do the work and release this fucking pain. You know what I mean? And so I finally was being more diligent and like mindful of my time. And, you know, when I was meditating, what my intentions were and what, what I was trying to get information and answers to was the reason why I came here, the reason why I incarnated with these people and all the things and stuff. And so, and why I chose to experience all these things. Why I realize now that I'm the matriarch of the family. I realize I remember my, my time in the womb. I remember being born. I remember my mother's emotions in the womb and outside the womb. I remember my dad holding me. I remember my mom standing in the corner. I remember it was just a whole thing. And the emotions in the room were unsure, insecure, what the fuck, we're getting a black child, we weren't prepared for this, but we wanted a child, so let's deal with it, and it wasn't anything that was, like, an assured thing, so all that emotion was kind of thrust on me from the very beginning of time, so now that I'm grown, I have all my things and stuff that I need to, my coping skills, and I'm still, you know, perfecting them, but I went and visited them, because I've done my spiritual work, and I was like, you know what, I'm actually ready to build a relationship with these people right and just kind of see where I was supposed to come from and um you know where my family lineage is on the on the maternal side and so I went to Virginia in May and visited them and had brunch with them and it was a whole shit show because I was visiting Colorado dude and he tried to hijack my time with them um which he successfully did but everything happened literally everything happens for a reason so it is what it is but um, in this meeting, right, I got all the answers that I needed. My inner child, sh- my younger child, she showed up. My inner child did. Um, she was at breakfast with us at the table and she was standing next to me. It was a whole experience. And, um, now here I am and I'm like, I had all these answers that I wanted to get. I needed from her when I was there and I didn't get the answers because I just, it didn't feel like the time to go in and be like this, 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 and this, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't. And 
so yesterday was August 21st, right? This is, I'm recording on the 22nd. So that's why I say this. It's probably not going to come out for a few weeks, but I wanted to just, there's a lesson in this. I had to do this whole backstory and give you the lesson. So before I gave you the lesson, sorry. So yesterday was my brother's anniversary of his death. It's been 12 years and we're all, you know, every year it comes around. This is whole thing. And my biological mother is on the outs with my biological half-sister because they're both emotionally immature and not apparently capable of having accountable conversation. So she calls me and I was like, you know what, let me answer the phone because we're going through some stuff. Maybe we can process and grieve together all the things and stuff Blaze did. You know, my brother did do the work to bring us together and let me not just squander it, you know? So I answer the phone and she's like super intoxicated which I expected, and I just sat there, I put myself on mute, and I listened to her just kind of go off and do this, woe is me, I lost my son, this, that, and the third, I'm wrecked, I'm, I'm ruined, I, I can't move on, I don't know how I'm going to do this, just this whole pity party thing, right? I am not a mother. However, I do have a mother, and... I do know how I'm going to be as a mother. And I see other people being mothers around me. And I know that it's not the, pa- the child's job to console the parents, right? We're, there, we're supposed to be there to help each other. But if one doesn't want the help and the other one is trying, it's just, it's not going to work. So she's trying to vent to me and trying to do this whole, oh, feel f- sorry for me. It was my son. It was my this, it was my that. And I finally just, and I got this feeling in my stomach where I was like, you know what, if I don't say anything now, I'm never going to get my opportunity to say anything. So I let her have it. (laughs) Probably not the best time, but I let her have it. And I said it in a way that was very firm. So she knew where I was coming from. I said it in a way that she would be able to understand it. (coughs) I said it in a way that wouldn't be dismissive or demeaning or anything like that, right? Or hurtful. But I was like, essentially I told her to get it together because I'm like, you know what? You're literally squandering our my brother's name. You've had shit to drink. So you're super trash right now. So you're not even honoring him. You're a witch on top of that. So you're not even using your emotion, which is what witchcraft is. Your emotion mixed with the vibration and the communication and relationship with Mother Earth, Mama Gaia, and spirit. So you're not even using your craft. You're not even using your personal magic. So the reason why we're connected and the reason why Blaze did all the work to connect us now is because he knew that I, I was doing the spiritual work to be able to give and help y'all give you the tools and help y'all get yourself out of the situation that y'all are in right now unfortunately y'all don't want to do the work like that so i was just sitting there and i was fucking pissed and so i said you know what it was my brother too i had to stand up for myself i had to put a boundary in there because i'm like you know what you can't just call and make everything about you when you don't even know who the fuck i am and you gave you voluntarily gave me away to some white people who don't know shit about black people so first of all let's just start there second of all i've waited my entire life to have a relationship with my fucking mother and you're telling me right now that i have to put my emotions on the side i have to put my needs and wants on the side for you you're not even saying that but your actions are showing me that right don't forget i'm an energy reader and i'm intuitive so i'm able to read between the fucking lines from the very beginning right so I was hopeful when I answered the phone, right? And I was like, you know what? Let me just let me just be this person for a second. Just see how it goes, right? Give her the space. See if she handles the, the situation properly. Excellent. We'll move forward. So she is not capable of doing that because she likes to stay in this pity party. People feel sorry for me. This, And I don't want to sound awful, but people lose children every single day. People lose spouses, siblings every single day, right? It's been happening since the beginning of time. Now, that's how people discovered their power, too, is because they were in a space where they couldn't take that emotion anymore, so they manifested something different. That's how people discovered that, too, right? That's why witches 
were also so uh, people were so afraid of them because their emotions were so powerful that it made their their magic even more powerful and unpredictable to other people so knowing these things right knowing about my family my my maternal side of the family's power um i'm gonna be the one that's gonna be able to control my emotions and control my magic which is exactly what i'm doing right but I wasn't going to sit there and have her dump on me when I also lost my brother. And so I said, you've had your, his entire existence with him. And you're calling the one that you gave away to do the woe was me when I, he called me the night that he died. Y'all, he called me the night he died and I didn't answer the phone because I was overwhelmed with someone who actually wanted to talk to me and get to know who I was. Because I was so used to having to force my energy onto people and my family to get any type of attention that it was foreign to me to have someone that genuinely wanted to know who I was without the expectation of me giving them anything, right? And so I pushed it away. I didn't even answer the phone. And now that haunts me. That's going to haunt me for the rest of my life because what if I could have gotten some information from him that would have helped us now, you know what I'm saying? Or the entire last 12 years of his of his transition, right? So to me, I felt completely offended that I'm like, wow, as a mother, you're still playing the child victim card, right? You're venting to a child that you voluntarily chose not to have a relationship with. And she goes, I wanted you. I said, no, you didn't. Because if you wanted me, you would have kept me. But you gave your middle child away. You're only child of color away and you said you wanted me and all I get is a sorry I'm sorry I'm so sorry but no action so I had to put a stop to it and I said you know why I can't do this like this is not my job right you want a relationship with me you can form a relationship with me but I'm not going to sit here and let you make the day that we both lost the same person about you because what I'm doing for myself and for him is I'm honoring him by moving forward and doing shit that I love, which was painting and educating myself on the spirit and building a relationship with my spirit team. That's how I get to know my brother and what he likes. That's why I'm able to do all the things I'm able to do because I woke up one day and I was like, oh, I'm not supposed to live like this for him. He'd be fucking pissed. He'd be disgusted. He'd be just embarrassed, ashamed. So I got my shit together. Yep, I did. So I felt like it probably wasn't time the best, but I had to say what I had to say. This was like the time that one of my acquaintances, when she first got off of birth control, her and her husband were trying to have kids. And so this is when I found out what was going on medically. Now I know what it is. It's I healed it. It's all psychological because of things that I didn't want to identify with. And now that I've addressed them and I've moved forward, now uh, mark my words, you guys, in a matter of six weeks, I'll have my first menstrual cycle because I've gone through all this work. Six weeks, I'm calling it. So I told this person that she was complaining to me and all these things were going on medically. And I was like, bitch, don't complain to me because this is the diagnosis that I just got. This is, you know, years and years and years ago. And it was the same thing. I'm like, damn, bitch, you're making this shit about you when you called me to complain and I didn't even call you to complain about the shit that I was going through that potentially affects my dating life. That potentially affects my, my, my childbearing years. Potentially affects my health. But your thing is a temporary situation that is going to change in about four months. And four, almost four months later to the day, they found out they were pregnant. And so I'm like, you're about to make this shit about you. So I had to put a hard stop and I go, don't complain to me because I'm about to cuss you out, right? And I didn't speak my truth for many, many, many years. And I finally got to the point recently, like I said in previous episodes, I let Ariel stay in the past, right? My spiritual self, who I still have not announced the name to 100%, is moving forward because she doesn't have trauma. And she doesn't have the fear to address and speak her truth. Because she's speaking on behalf of someone else that was fearful of speaking their truth, which was Ariel. I'm not afraid to speak my truth. I'm about to let y'all have it. Because guess the fuck what? I have enough knowledge now. I have enough spiritual experience now. I have enough evidence and receipts now to show that what my, my spirit and my morals are aligned with are healthy values for a family unit. It's a good, stable beginning right? What I was raised around was not. So I had to identify that. Now I'm moving towards stability. I'm moving towards prosperity. I'm moving towards abundance. I'm moving towards my family lineage. I'm moving towards my legacy. I'm moving towards 
the trust that I'm building for my family. So that way, no matter who comes through my portal or my children's portal, right, we will all, my family lineage will be set up for the rest of our existence. Because my family, me and my, my kin that I bring Earthside are that important to change the world and to change the energy of the, and the vibration of this world that I need to create that stability first, which the family line that I came from did not have right? So this is one of those things that took me a very long time to accept the role. And it took me a very long time to really understand and get the knowledge that I needed. Because in the time that this all of this stuff started happening, I wasn't even in the space to realize what was going on and that everything ends with me. Everything ends with me, right? So by the time I clear all of these karmic cycles in my family lineage, right now I'm clearing the family karmic cycle, the negative relationship with money. I'm actively clearing that out as I speak. Um, that, that lays a stronger foundation. Anything I'm doing to clear right now is just adding. It's like when you're laying a foundation to a house. Everyone knows this analogy, but you have multiple layers of the foundation. It could be the, the support beams. It could be extra foundational support, or it could be, you know what I'm saying? It could be the trenches that you're digging before you do the foundations. That way when shit shifts in the earth, the house stays stable. It could be any one of those things put in place in order to have a stable foundation, right? Those are all the things that I'm clearing. So everything that I'm doing right now is laying a more stable foundation, a sturdier line for my line to come through, right? My family didn't take the time to do that. I also realized that Ariel was never given the opportunity to explore what what her voice was actually saying to people, what the power of her voice had, the power of her words had. I never knew at the time when I was Ariel how meek I truly was. Now me, again, I'm excited to do my announcement of my spiritual name and everything like that because it's going to be a whole birthday episode, I think. I'm excited to be able to, um, to, to, to do that because that's going to be an official sign that this person moving forward, these are all the things that I had to do. These are all the steps that I had to take um, to release Ariel and step into my personal power because this person, like I said, I don't have, this person doesn't have trauma. This person doesn't have, you know, family drama. This person is building and, and starting out with a spiritual relationship from the jump, making it easier and better and more successful for everything else to fall into place from there. So I'm super excited. Um, I wanted to just say with this episode, I know this is kind of random, but I just got to the point where I'm like, I can't not say anything because that's not benefiting me right? That's not pushing my dreams forward. That's not releasing the fuckery like I thought it was going to. So by me saying something and by me putting this person in their place and by me setting a firm boundary about how I'm going to allow people to come to me, that was me affirming who I am and who I'm meant to be and where the fuck I'm going, right? So I affirmed that. You guys, everyone has to come correct, especially when I have the knowledge that I have. If I remember my own motherfucking uh, gestation time, (laughs) which I do, I remember my mom's emotions when I was in the womb. I remember all those things, right? You can't try to tell me, you can't try to come to me incorrect because my spirit team is about to correct you whether you want it or not. And I had to put that boundary in place. So now if she wants to deal with me, she has to process all the shit that I said. I said, I don't want an apology. I want action. I say that to my, my eight-year-old nephew. I go, buddy, whenever he does something that's stupid, that could be potentially dangerous for him. He goes, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, Auntie, I'm so sorry. I go, buddy, I don't want a word. I want, I don't want the word sorry. I want action. And so I use that analogy to her. I said the same thing. I go, I don't want apologies. I want action because actions speak louder than words. If you're unable to change your actions and be accountable, then I don't want the sorry and I don't need to hear about it. I don't need to hear from you because that's just going to put me backwards. I'm not about to revert and go and, you know, take 17 steps backwards because you're emotionally 45 steps back. I'm not doing that. You got to do the work to come up to me. So this episode is to give you the confidence. This episode is to affirm what you're thinking. These people need to know who they're dealing with. And you can do it in a way that's putting respect on you, that's putting respect on them. And that way everyone knows the rules of engagement. But now... Now that I've laid out the rules of engagement for dealing with the Afro goddess, people have to come correct. And it's also my job to make sure that I keep my rules of engagement firm for every single body that comes in because 
again, if I let anything waver, that's just doing more harm than it is good. And no matter how desperate of a relationship I have with my mother that I have, it doesn't waver my boundaries. And that's what I said to her. I go, wanting your mom has no age. Wanting your dad has no age. Right? So if I have to voluntarily walk away from another mother, I'll do it because guess what? My growth and my happiness and my peace are more important to me than any relationship in the world. Like, of the world. And I had to, I had to make that known. Was that scary? Absolutely. But I got to the point in my spirit where I was like, I cannot not say anything. Like, it was one of those moments where you felt like, I'm going to throw up, but it has to be said. And so that's exactly what I didn't throw up, but that's exactly what I did. I just said it. I was like, you know, I introduced myself. This is who you're speaking to. You're not even speaking to Ariel anymore. So I gave her my name. You're speaking to the Afro goddess just for, you know, because I haven't done the episode yet. So... And I let her have it, you know, and she sat there and she listened and it felt so empowering to use my voice. Oh my God, it felt so empowering to use my voice, you guys. So use your voice. You literally only have one. And the more you're able to clear and speak your truth, the better your life is going to be. The more you're going to be able to manifest because you're learning how to speak what you want. You're learning how to put your desires out there in the universe, right? The rules of engagement also go along with your desires. So speak your truth when we come back we'll do the card reading and we'll close out stay tuned so i wanted to add something to this episode before i did the card reading i was very I just wanted to say I was really apprehensive this isn't what I wanted to add obviously but I was very apprehensive to share the story with y'all because it's such a specific energy that I'm transmuting that I know very specific people will resonate with this right um and I know that the reality is that a lot of people have had to deal with not necessarily the adoption part of it, but with the parenting part of it and you having to people please and, you know, you set yourself aside to hold space for them thinking that, you know, well, if I hold space for them, then maybe they'll hold space for me because as a kid, you just want the love, affection, and approval of your parents, right? So I sacrificed myself. Essentially, it's what I did. I sacrificed myself for people who um, were essentially children, right? children in adult bodies raising children right trying to like give them the do's and the don'ts and all these things and when in reality they didn't even have the real ways of the world themselves and that's a really difficult space to be in when it comes down to your psyche when it comes down to your spirit um and transmuting that energy because you are finally we've always been pushed in the space of being an outcast to some degree right and in this space of being ostracized and outcasted and just the black sheep of the family right you adapt these survival tactics right these survival tactics or traits that's what i was really looking for <laughs> um when you adopt these survival techniques or these traits, right, you are doing it out of a space of lack. And when we operate out of a space of lack, we actually can't even see the higher frequencies around us because we are so identified with the, with the identity of pain, the emotion of pain and the feeling of pain and lack that we can't see that all these things are unfolding for us to grow us, right? And... Ooh, let me grab my other book. I'm super distracted this rising. Um, I wanted to read to you where my south note is. Now, I've been doing a lot of spiritual work. I've been doing my research, learning myself, learning my signs, learning my charts, learning all the things I need to learn in order for me to prosper and to move forward. So I wanted to 
let me just see this book is so unorganized i just need to reorganize again so i have my own little personal grimoire that i've been making and in this grimoire it's gonna be pretty much everything that i've used um written down drawn to um transmute my energy here we go so the south node is where we're coming from right and it's what we were what we're bringing into this life to transmute right um so my south node is in cancer so and my north node is in capricorn which is where i'm going to right so i'm coming from identifying this is literally what it says cancer can be just as emotionally guarded as capricorn in the south node however instead of shutting down their emotions they avoid emotions by borrowing the emotions of other people. They do this because being together in a feeling is feels safer than being alone in one. Now, <coughs> um, with this, I have clients texting. Let me turn my other phone off. So, with the South Node, right? This is how I've. That was one of the survival techniques that my spirit had adopted in order to continue to push me through this realm. Now, the lesson I had to learn in this lifetime was to stand on my own emotions and to speak on them. So my North Node is in, is in Capricorn. So growing up, trying to push against the rules of the family, a lot of, oh, there's a lot under this placement. We grew up feeling not understood by the family, anticipated the needs of an overly restrictive authoritarian parents, 100%. In a career... Strong career focus and ambition to climb up the ladder of success. Management potential as well. Drives the foresight, patience, and hardworking. Do everything well and without fear. Represents where you are growing to. So I'm going to a space where I don't have any fear anymore, right? Now, the card that came out as I was shuffling was Envy. I used the um, Soul's Journey lesson cards. It's a 44-card deck with guidebook by James Van Prague. I think I said his name right. <laughs> it has two A's and a G-H at the end. So I'm going to go ahead and say Prague. Anyway. So the card that I pulled, that I didn't even pull it, it came out. It flipped over. It was Envy. Now, when you step into your power and you start speaking up for yourself, right? You release that, that fear of being misunderstood. You release that fear. One second, guys. My sister's coming to grab the keys. Hello. Hello. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. So when we release that fear, right, people, the fear of the family not understanding you, the fear of the family not hearing you, respecting your point of view, um, respecting your needs and your wants, when you release that fear over yourself, and you start speaking up for yourself, this is going to create a lot of envy. <laughs> These people are going to feel like, how dare she? Who does she think she is? I've had to deal with this my entire fill in the fucking how many reincarnations they've gone through this. So who does she think she is that she's able to transmute and get rid of this and stand up for herself and elevate, right? People are going to be really envious that you're able to finally let go of the debauchery finally be accountable and you're holding other people accountable they're gonna be envy is a really gross spirit people do some really fucked up things with envy right this is when people be spelling other people you know what i'm saying they be fucking wishing ill on the people's plans that's why my shit i keep so private y'all you know my adoptive mother was trying to throw shade at me but in reality it was a compliment um that she's like, I don't even really know. I feel like I don't even know my daughter, right? And she doesn't. <laughs> Let me just be honest. I can't even lie. She doesn't. Now, I'm not one of those people that's going to call up my adoptive mother and be like, hey, I'm doing this, 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 and this. Because you can see the spirit of envy from anywhere and from anyone, Right? Some people never had the courage in their family line until it was, they, it was forced on them, right? 
some people just didn't have the courage to stand up for themselves and to break the family trauma. They got into entanglements and they settled for things and they they chose all of these paths for themselves that ended up not working to their benefit, right? And so now they had carry and harbor all this envy and jealousy um, and rage towards you because it's not even spoken rage. This is unspoken rage. They harbor all these emotions and feelings towards you because they realize that, wow, this person's going to achieve things that I wish I could have achieved. And these people are going to be salty about it, right? And that's just what happens. Now, what we need to do is we need to be so secure with our spirits that this doesn't even bother us. This doesn't hinder us or throw us off our path. These people who have these emotions towards us are in, are put in our in our place for us to learn a lesson from them, right? Now, it doesn't mean we have to completely ostracize ourselves more than they already have us, you know, ostracize us from them, right? However, we can definitely set a firm boundary around ourselves. Like, we can, that's called account, personal accountability, right? That's, if you're holding yourself accountable to these fucking boundaries, because you know that, you know, by me messing with these people... I lower my vibration because of, you know, that one fucking muscle that, that, you know, the need to identify with a family, the need to have a family, because that is a, that is a spiritual and personal need, right? To have a tribe and a group of people that you can 100% be yourself with. And if you don't have that, well then think of your family as a lesson for you to learn how to be that. If they can't accept you, that's on them right? But you accept you, you sit with you, and that's what, you fuck with you, that's what counts, right? Come on now. We can't force anyone to deal with us. That's what, that's what this whole thing is about, this whole episode is, we can't force anyone, right? Well, okay, let me, I'll, let me finish the statement. We can't force anyone to show up to you the way that you need to show up to yourself, right? The only way we're, we're going to be able to, quote unquote, force anyone to do anything is by putting pressure on them by doing it ourselves, Did y'all catch that? (laughs) If you are putting that pressure on yourself and that discipline on yourself and that respect on yourself to go through and place these boundaries up that need to be put up, you know, to follow through, to have discipline on your day-to-day routine, to do all of these things that need to be done. If you have that discipline on yourself, you're forcing, like you're literally applying pressure. Like Kevin Gates, uh, but I will apply pressure, you know? Like, niggas should be applying pressure when they are seeking out the attention or affections of a woman. They should apply pressure to a, to a degree where it's forcing these women to emotionally and spiritually make a decision. So that way these niggas know how to operate and this, these bitches know how to operate. It's not gun to the head force. It's holding these people accountable for choosing their life choosing their role, choosing the direction, right? So these people have never had pressure applied to them before. So we have to be the ones that apply pressure. That's just what happens when you are given a high, a high hold, a high seated position in the family, right? Now, it doesn't mean that we have to lower our vibration and we have to sacrifice ourselves like we used to in order to be accepted by these people. These people have to come to you. That's what that means. These people, they want to have a relationship with you. They have to come correct because you sacrificed how many years of your life for them. And now that you're of, of legal age, these parents, these people are like, okay, cool. Well, now I'm done, you know, with this role. Now they can come to me and do all these things since I gave them X amount of years as a parent catering to their... That's not how that works. Because see, what happens is as an adult, you're forming these relationships with people who are actively showing you how they hold you in their life, right? So if your friends, like when you're, let me, how do I explain this? It's like that Bible verse when the man grows up, they put childlike tendencies aside and then they step into their manhood, right? Okay, cool. It's this, It's literally that statement in and of itself is saying, not just for men, but in general for man, humans, um, When they release the child years, they put on a level of maturity that happens biochemically in the body. 
right? And so then they have, they've waken up, essentially. The veil has been washed over them, and now they're able to step into their true power. They've released the childlike, you know, victim mentality, right? The give me, give me, give me, you owe me this, you owe me that, what can you give me mentality? And they realize that they have to go and co-create it for themselves, right? Now, when it comes to relationships in that aspect, right, you do take off a level of childlike mentality because you realize that, well, I'm building a tribe myself, right? And everyone in my tribe is going to hold a place and, and everyone's job in my, in my family, my spirit family, my soul family is going to have a job that needs to be uplifted and obtained by each and every single person in my circle and in my energy field because everyone providing this together is creating a safer, more stable environment for all of us to, pro- to prosper. We are all equally as important as the next. No hierarchy. There's no matriarchy. There's no patriarchy. It is just we all are in universal consciousness. Okay. We all realize that what goes around comes around. Where the energy goes, it's allowed. Whenever the energy flows, it's allowed to go. It's the same thing when it comes to your adult relationships with your parents, right? They're still your fucking parent, right? So if they want a relationship and they feel like they don't know their child, it's their job to get to know that child, right? I've watched many psychiatric documentaries about this because I had a hard time speaking about this because the people in my environment who I shed now actively just shed, like when this episode comes out, they're no longer in my life, right? On their terms or in my life on my terms. Um, it's their job. <laughs> it's their job, Right? So it's not my job to continue to plan and do all of these things and self-sacrifice and, you know, try to make all of these plans with people who don't want to be doing that shit with me, right? I had to identify my self-worth. These people are now envious of that because it falls on them to step the fuck up and show up in a way that's correct with me because they know for a motherfucking fact that I have receipts for how I show up and showed up, Right? So, obviously, this is very specific because this has to do with me speaking my truth. I've been holding a lot of people accountable this year, including myself. Like, I had to release these people who are attached to the fuckery as well. And that was fucking hard to do because some of these people were people who I never thought I would have to release. You know what I'm saying? And so, going through this releasal process which I was unbeknownst to me that I was going to be releasing my mother, I was going to be releasing my, uh, my biological mother, I was going to be releasing my biological sister, I was going to be releasing my brother, I was going to be releasing friends, relationships, fucking my place that I lived at before, my dogs, my ex-husband, my fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like, I released all of this shit, and I never thought that my, the person who I was closest with, who I thought understood everything because I thought we had the same we were on the same space, I released her too because I had to hold her accountable for how she was showing up. I was able to hold my accountability space and I did that, right? But people don't like it when you're accountable for your shit either. People who are used to sweeping shit under the rug, which my family is, unless it goes against... See, this is how I was raised, right? My mom and dad were parents and that was it. No questions asked. If they said no, it was because I said so. There was no explanation, right? If we needed something, it was identified. If it was a necessity to my parents to give to us or to cater to us in that way. And if it wasn't, it was what it was. We always did what my parents wanted to do, right? Now, we did, you know, the classic, like, dance, soccer, baseball. Like, we were involved in activities because we had to be. Like, there was no... We couldn't quit stuff when we started it. We had to go through the whole year. Even when it came to music, like, I enjoy music to some degree, but I wasn't... I didn't want to be forced into it for fucking four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years, you know what I mean? And because that was something that my parents wanted for us, we just, we, we catered to them because they were emotionally immature children raising children. That's just what it was. And so when you have children that are throwing temper tantrums all the fucking time, naturally the kids realize, well, we can't throw a temper tantrum because if that's what theirs is when they're upset, fuck, how are they going to be to us when we're upset? That's what we were raised around, right? Toxicity, emotional and spiritual toxicity, right? And it was a fucking, it was like an eggshell mine. 
You never knew what eggshell you'd walk on to piss off one of the parents. It could be your dad, it could be your mom. And it even made sense, too, that my dad wasn't in the house like that. My parents lived together, right? But they weren't emotionally attached. They didn't communicate with each other. They didn't even like each other like that. Like, even it was obvious. Like, it was to the point where, like, I realized that my last relationship, I was, I, I talk about this briefly in my last relationship, but, um, episode that I'm going to be releasing, but I realized that, um, I was enacting a lot of the things that I saw in my environment. And I realized that I was responding to things emotionally how my family did too and it was a reaction right there was no true action there was no accountability there was just an initial well if you wouldn't have done this I wouldn't have reacted that way no bitch you're the parent (laughs) you should have control over your emotions you should be able to control if your child does something that triggers you you shouldn't have a, a an aggressive reaction you should be able to identify yourself and take action there's a big motherfucking difference right taking action is taking accountability which my parents were incapable of doing so now right because this episode's about the patriarchy and me speaking my truth now i have laid out firm rules of engagement for my family this is how you need to show up for me because i'm no longer self-sacrificing anymore i'm not planning these events i'm not trying to wrangle troops to do a family dinner when y'all don't even include me in basic things when family comes i'm not doing that shit anymore for false sense of security because the security happens transactionally that's what that is i got transactional love growing up right i don't want transactional i want unconditional love that's what i have if you even if you fuck me over i will always hold love for you in my heart because guess the fuck what any other negative emotion is gonna be killing my spirit and my vessel so i'll always hold love but I have a firm boundary, right? So I'm forcing my parents to show up in my life how parents fucking should. It takes nothing to call your children. It takes nothing to initiate contact because you know what? I'm matching energy. I post that at the beginning of the year and people are like, oh, what happened to you? Life lessons happen to me. I'm matching energy because if I don't, That's not good spiritual hygiene. (laughs) Why would I deplete my energy for people who aren't even remotely keeping me on their energetic radar? I don't ever expect, I don't do things with the expectation of getting things in return. I do things because I know how it feels to not have shit done for you, right? So I'm holding space for you in my heart because I want you to feel loved and good at any point in time that I'm able to offer that to you. But I also know that there has to be a firm boundary that I never had the, the place to put, to put in when I was a kid. Because boundaries in my household were considered um, a fight. Boundaries were considered, oh, you're too good for this? You think that you're high for that? Oh, okay, cool. You don't get boundaries. Let me take your door. That's what my dad did. He took my door. I didn't get privacy. Privacy was earned. No, privacy is actually a right a God-given right, <laughs> okay? So if my parents, mom, I'm 31 years old, so I'm, they, they're not paying any of my fucking bills. They're not making, they're not checking for me to make sure I'm healthy, that I'm eating, I'm drinking my water because I'm an adult. That's my fucking job, right? It is their job to learn and grow their children and relationships as it transforms because your children will be the longest relationships that you have, I'm going to say that again. Your children are the longest relationships that you have. That was a spiritual download, y'all. This whole whole thing is not even just like a me telling my story. This is a channeled fucking message, so pay attention. When you were given children, right? You open up your vessel. You're ready to let your portal work. Now these souls are going to come earth side, right? The gender that these souls come through in the vessel, how the vessel uh, takes the genes now... And takes the chromosomes now. So whether it's male or female, I don't give a fuck how they identify. Whether it comes through male or comes through female, let's be adults here, people. Right? That is a lesson for the mother and the father. Mothers, if you get a son, that son is there to teach you how to love unconditionally. A male. (laughs) So it should make you understand your husband more. Be a better wife. 
to your husband because you're raising him as a child. Like, your child is literally him. And part of you, but mainly him. Ladies, when you get a daughter... You're learning how to love yourself again. You're getting a best friend. You're getting someone to love you unconditionally. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't have to do the work to get to know these kids. Regardless of the fear that you have. I don't care about the traumas. I don't care what the fuck happened, right? I was, I, I, in this season, I'm sharing my traumas with y'all. So there's people who I know that are like, well, my daughter is this age and this happened and this happened and she should be coming to me or she should be doing that. So the, are you reaching out to her? Are you doing the work to still have that relationship? Because if you want something, see, here's how it works as an adult. I don't know anyone's shit. I don't. Unless you borrowed me money and we had an agreement to give it back at a certain date. Cool. I'll pay you back, obviously. That's just what you do. But outside of that specific example, I don't owe anyone shit. Neither do you, right? So if you want a relationship with me, you have to do the work to cultivate that relationship with me. I'm not just going to go throw myself out there like a whore on fucking Moulin Rouge. No. So that's where my family struggles. They think that because, well now, and this is, I said this in my relationship episode, I'm now realizing this. This is the example that Spirit's giving me. They feel the same way. So I said in that episode, I go, my ex was afraid. He goes, you talk so much that when, not so much, I was the leader of the conversations. I, you know, even when we had, um, I was an entertainer, when we had dinner parties and stuff like that, like I was the hostess. I did all the things and stuff. And because I'm a domestic goddess. And I remember in a conversation we were having, he goes, that's when I know our relationship was in trouble was when you stopped talking. And that's what that's what my family's going through. They knew that their their place in my life is kind of wavery because I quit talking. I quit reaching out. I quit doing all these things because I had identified this energy of pain that if I continue to self-sacrifice like I used to, I would get the monetary love that I that I had hoped. And then I'm gonna go back and be depressed and go on this high and roll roller coaster when I can go on the high and roll roller coaster by doing my own spiritual work and clearing. <laughs> I don't need y'all to trigger that for me. You already did, right? So this whole speaking my truth thing, like this has been an ongoing thing. And before I actually spoke it on the podcast, I had to go through and speak it to the people first because I didn't want it to be one of those things where I was speaking on the podcast and then that's what they found out. Like that's not how I want to operate my life Um, because my past is definitely feeling my future. You know what I'm saying? And so I didn't want it to be like this blindsided thing and then deal with the karma on top of that. So I didn't want to do that. Doing shit out of integrity is the only way you're going to be able to have a prosperous life. Like integrity, integrity, integrity. So I had to have these conversations with these people. I had to go through the releasing process. I had to go through the processing of the emotions and how that made me feel. And here I am telling the story. Um, And I just hope that gives you guys the courage to do that because the more you speak up for yourself, the more obedient you're being to spirit. The more you speak up for yourself, the more you're connecting your emotional body with your physical body and your spiritual body. The more you speak up for yourself, the more you're giving your family line, your children, the courage to hold and speak up for themselves and hold themselves in high regard, right? So the more you hold yourself in a high regard, the more your family line's gonna be able to do the same thing. So that's what this ending was about, right? The card that we got was Envy. I hope that makes sense. Um, let me just, let me pull one more card just to see. Let me just see. Hold on. Let me just see. Okay. Okay. Any other cards for the collective, please? Spirit, my angel team, my spiritual team, my ancestral team, the most high creator, any angels, archangels. What are the messages that we need to know outside of envy? For our soul's journey. Oh, here we go. We got a card. Failure in the reverse. Okay. So, by us, this is this is confirmation. Thank you, spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you, spirit. This is confirmation. So, by speaking our truth, holding these people accountable, holding yourself accountable, and really standing up for yourself, you literally, you got failure in the reverse, bitch. You literally can't even fail. Like, 
There's absolutely no way when you're moving out of personal integrity and spiritual integrity, you cannot fail at all. Like, it is not possible. It's not even written in your astrological makeup, your spiritual makeup. Failure is not an option here. The only way you can fail is if you fail yourself. Ooh, hello, that's the message. The only way you can fail is if you fail yourself, people. So don't fail your fucking self, right? Okay, that's all I have for you. Thank you so much for holding space. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'm very proud of myself for speaking up finally. It took me a long motherfucking time, y'all. A long time to get there. So even if it takes you another year after hearing this episode or two or a week or three weeks or however long it takes you to speak your truth, it is never going to be too late unless you choose not to speak. Anchor, I'm going to put this ad at the end. Anchor is a free podcast platform. Okay? Speaking your truth on this has become incredibly easy for me after going through these experiences. Because at the end of the day, as I'm going through this and I'm speaking on it, it's giving me the courage to speak in other areas of my life. I'm able to reach people without having to personally touch and do all that extra uploading, all the other shit like that, right? If you're trying to speak your truth, do a podcast, do a blog, go on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, something like that where people are able to come and find a space and they're going to come gather around you and lift you up and the community is really going to love on you in that way, right? So, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Speak up for yourself. You, you can't fail when you do that. You cannot fail. We got two cards. Envy when you're holding people accountable and you're upshifting your own life, right? And you're able to transcend the fuckery of the family. People get envious. Your family gets envious. But when you're speaking your truth and you're moving out of integrity, you can't fail. We got the cards for it. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.